and sucks cock in hell. It's a joke, isn't it? He's a cunt. He's an absolute... I fucking hate people. He's a cunt. I, that, I tell you what, that woman's amazing, whoever she is. She's amazing. It, it's, but again, like, my friend was saying, it's good she was brave, but she didn't have a game plan. Like, she should have gone in there with, like, uh, different evidence, uh, like hydroxychloroquine. But why are we not using that? Like, here's the research, here's the review papers and stuff, which I thought was uh, a fair point. But I was saying it's not about how they just got aggressive and stuff is how people can see that for themselves now yeah she was authentic as as you come like she was amazing she, i don't yeah she don't, i would have changed anything she just was her and that's it like it's all i say in your mate saying this that and the other you get up and fucking do it then like, yeah well, that's, well, that's, what, that's what i i said the fact that she actually managed to get on and say that like most people wouldn't even get that chance no uh, she's a hero, whoever that woman is. You the man. But how bad is that doctor? He was just like even with that shit thing on the back of his head, just that you don't uh, trust no, him. Just what that. was that? <laughs> no. It looked like it was a hair willy. It was a pig's hair willy. It was weird. All curly and what the fuck. But um, yeah, no, she was she smashed it. That was amazing. Such a brave, brave woman. Good on her. Daniel, um, Oh, here's another comment that I got uh, about Les Talk Health as well. I don't think we, I think it was a Zoom one we did, but uh, my friend said you looked so high on the bed and you were just laying down like that. So he just said, when we do our videos, make sure that we pay attention to our background. But if you're high, don't do, uh, don't do it like lazing down. I, I never even thought of it like that. And um, uh, the other one was, uh, swearing, I said that's part of what we do. Like, it's, it, we don't. I don't think we swear a lot, but I think when yeah. we swear, it emphasizes what a fucking like. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I said I agree with that. That was us being authentic. But your video now, turn your camera to the side and then back again. Turn to the side. There you go. See how it's bigger. Oh, so that's better, yeah. Yeah. So when you do when when we do our videos now. You want, you want to try as much as you can to do it side on like this because the quality when you upload it to YouTube and Facebook, you don't have the black. Hold on. That way. Just get my laptop as well. I've got a stand that I use, mate, which has been really, really helpful, actually. I can carry it around. You, you, you squash it right down. I had one in England. I need to buy one out here. I'm, I'm going to buy one. Like I said, I'm going to really start pumping out these videos now. And i tell you what another good investment is, mate. You buy a Bluetooth clicker. So you set your camera up. And like when you're sitting over here, you just press start, stop, start, stop. So I don't have to keep doing this. And it's so much easier to record content because you can just literally off the cuff go, right, next one, next one, next one. Yeah, that makes sense. A little clicker. Uh, I'm going to get my um, music as well. I like when we've got music playing in the background of our, these talks. Right.
Cool. So welcome to Lads Talk Health. And today it's just going to be a slightly different topic than what we're used to talking about, but it's a, a common topic me and James talk about and have spoken about for a number of years now. We've, we've... I want to say something, Harry. I don't think, well, no, I don't think. How about this? We don't actually name the topic. How about we just talk about yes. heliocentrism? And yeah, just... I, let's, talk about, let's talk about how we've got to this in terms of what, what does it mean to you in terms of truth, in terms of to your awakening, your journey, like what is the rationale for me? It's like when we look at these things, it's now trying to put pieces together and be like, oh, spiritual creatures hiding us from existence and all this sort of stuff. So we'll lead on to it because I, I want to try to keep this as simple and basic, logical thinking, logical conversation as we can. And me and James are, I'd say we're truth seekers. We're not conspiracy theorists, which is this label that's been thrown around. The whole world's turning into a conspiracy theorist now with all these marches and all these people questioning what, what's going on with this narrative that we're seeing. But a truth seeker for me, it's, it's my own truth. It's finding out things that feel right for me. And when, when you're on a spiritual journey, it's all about finding yourself and reconnecting to yourself and, and, what I found along my journey is that there's so many things that I believe and I felt it and, and it's very difficult now to change my mind, but that's not the same for everyone else. And it's a journey. I'm on a journey separate to someone else, which means they're not maybe ready for some of these things that we're talking about, which now I realize is okay. Usually this then challenges people, which then is followed with aggression, it's followed with anger, it's, it's followed with frustration, and I think it's a form of suffering. <laughs> Persecution. I mean, this is... Everything, for me, leads back to this. When I've said this so many times, because, again, this is from... Uh, my experience is as long as I thought that I was just part of this, as I call it, far in space that happened and all of a sudden everything that you see and feel and smell and touch around you, your senses, is we're told obviously it's just to be one big accident. Um, that like anything else in life, you tell me one thing where that you can ever build where the foundation was an accident. It, it, it's not what it was. It wasn't created. It just happened. Anything in your life that has any meaning to it, has it been an accident? Because in mine, it hasn't. There's always been a creator to the incident to whatever it is, just to being, there's been. So for me, this subject is the biggest spiritual subject. It's bigger than any religion. <laughs> Why is it bigger than any religion? Because man didn't write this, funny enough. You can actually gain, not gain, because you've already got it. <laughs> yeah, you're already there. You, all you need to do is trust yourself 
if you start trusting in your soul and for me peel back all your layers back to where did it start for you because surely a big part of every single soul on this plane is where do we live how did we get here because for me I'm not religious, like I said, I've got nothing disclaimer, nothing against religion. You do you. You do you. For me, I don't need religion. Because I don't need a book written by a man or a woman to tell me what, what I know now, finally, in here. You look inwards, okay? Funnily enough, for me, you've got the answers to absolutely everything. There's not one thing, when I say not one thing, there's not one problem you can encounter that you haven't got the answer to. Most times it's not your problem. <laughs> it's never your problem in the first place. It's your ego's problem. Yeah, you've but, made it yours. <laughs> yeah, but um, so yeah, I, I'm with you on this. This is, this after all the stuff, and obviously me and Harry, <laughs> we've covered in the 13 years I've known Harry now, <laughs> we have talked about everything and anything that people would say you're off your foot. <laughs> But we didn't just take that egotistical view of, oh, you're off your trolley. When, when you start scratching the surface, there's actually a plethora of evidence to just suggest there might be a different way of thinking. Even if you just start there, rather than just shut it down, you're fucking this, you're that. And rather, for me, personally, I can't speak for Harry, but I'll just speak for me. Finding out myself, the science of where I come from, which is irrefutable which is what we're going to discuss, it's irrefutable, and we'll give, you, we'll give you the science that you're taught to prove what we're saying. Uh, it's, in fact, it's not coming from us. This is, like, I just want to very sorry, I want to hand back to you. I just want to shout out people out, allegedly Dave, uh, Nathan Oakley, Quantum Eraser, these are people for me anyway. Eric DeBay. Eric DeBay. Yeah, go on, mate. Anyone else you got? ODD TV. Big one. Yeah, um... Oh, what's his name? There is, there is those. Car, uh, Bonacci um, is incredible. Eddie Bravo. <laughs> Eddie Bravo, yeah. I want Play dinner with him. <laughs> in the party, at least. Um, yeah, shout out to all you people because all of them names we've just mentioned, millions and billions of people will ridicule. But guess what? There are still. Or have done. There's still millions of people, just like me and Harry, that will testify to what they, well, for me, what they made me aware of. And the difference between mainstream and what they're teaching is what they teach is, don't take my word for it. Go and have a look yourself. <laughs> and guess what? I did that. Rather than all this shit we're taught from mainstream science where you can't touch nothing, you can't even, even stuff you look at. No, that's not what you're seeing. It's an inferior superlumen mirage. What? So my point is, yeah, this for me is back to what we touched on yesterday, Harry, about being able to trust your own senses. We've got five senses. Start using all five in a very simplistic manner in how they're supposed to be used. And I guarantee you pretty much everything in your life will change. So I want to kind of touch on where you went here, because when I was born or when I was growing up, I was led to believe that there was two schools of thought. One was religion and God, and the other one was a Big Bang Theory. But both of those, I still don't think are either now. I, I think there's one 
uh, before all of that, which is just truth, spirituality. We are these spiritual beings. And this, this notion of, of God and uh, the creator, I think it is similar to the way that I think now. I was the most anti-religion, most anti-God, most anti-anything like that. I just didn't want to know. I didn't have a, even an interest in it. I believe that we are a creation, one million thousand percent. If you literally just take the time to notice and look outside and just see how incredible this universe is. Like we have plants that grow fruit that we then eat to keep us alive. And this whole cycle keeps repeating. No, that's not an accident. It's impossible to be an accident. You get flowers that bloom out into this beautiful, amazing thing out of nowhere. That's not from any sort of accident so it was kind of uh, a big question is like who am I like why am, why are we here and, and a lot of that when I was younger I always have what happens when you die and I used to get scared of dying like literally panic that the whole world would go on without me and I was insignificant I was just forgotten about it was gone nothing there anymore that scared the shit out of me as a kid I cried and my mum used to say no that we go off into these other things and da 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 and but now I'm one million percent believe that we are uh, this is just a human experience we are still always there and I say we this this thing that's thinking <laughs> This, this presence of awareness, and these words sound quite woo-woo, so we're going to break it down and simplify it even more. But a lot of the stuff what we're talking about is not me and James saying, this is how it is. What we're going to be doing is asking you questions. Like, actually take the time to answer it for yourself. Don't just guess it. Don't just think, oh, no, that's it. That's what it is. That's what I've been told. Like, strip it back. How do you know that? How do you know it's true? Like, what have you done not trusted someone else has shown you. What have you done? Because when we're looking for truth, or for me especially, if it doesn't really make sense to me, I want to find out more. I want to ask questions. I'm going to do a bit more research. But that bit when uh, James says, scratch the surface, and then you go in, you do your research, what we've been told doesn't make sense. Like, it, 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 it's, they've given me a difficult answer, which I can't work out. Or they give me these numbers and, and start telling me, well, it's because of this, this and this. So I wanted you to start, James, in terms of just getting people thinking, like, just to kind of, I guess the first thing really is to ask people, look, this is a video and there's going to be plenty more of them for people just to let go of what you know. Yeah. Let go, let go of all your beliefs. And the other thing I want people to do is check into your emotions, because when these topics do get discussed, the first thing that happens unconsciously, subconsciously, is aggression, is anger, frustration, because our ego wants to defend what we know as truth. I'm going to ask you, just pause on that feeling, check into it, that, that urge to react, like we do on social media when we see a post and we don't agree with it, and then just ask yourself again, okay, why have I gone to this reaction? And importantly, something you said that I, I've got to pull you on, your ego jumps up in, in, in with aggression, but it's not from a knowing of truth. It's not. It's from a fear of the truth. That's what mm -hmm. it really is. It jumps in because all of a sudden it's like a... <clears throat> because what... And how simple this is. I'm going to kick off with question one, Harry, in a second, actually. Is um, 
what we're about to talk about, like I said, Harry, actually, um, we've not discussed this, so I'm going to go in with a format that I'm not talking to you about, and then it's entirely up to you what format you want to go with. But the first thing I want to talk to people, because I dropped this at the end of our last Lads Talk Health video. First and foremost, people, do you know that there are two types of gravity? So I just want that to sink in for a second. Okay? There's two types of gravity. You've got Einsteinian gravity, and you've got Newtonian gravity. Now, hands up out there, who knows, knows gravity is a force. Oh, I do, I do, I do. Well, guess what? Fact, since 1915, Einsteinian gravity, which is the current narrative, which is the bending of space and time, superseded verbatim superseded newtonian gravity which was a force calculated at nine meters per second squared drop so superseded define that word took over basically okay nonsense einsteinian gravity nonsense newtonian gravity there is no current false attributed to the current narrative of gravity now harry actually what does that mean well in, in terms of gravity it, it, it's a it's just a concept that we've been told it's like what, what when you ask people what is gravity we just say oh it's, it's something that keeps us on this earth it keeps us holding down but 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 what is that and if that is holding us down, like James just asked, what type of gravity are you uh, paying attention to to make that claim that we're being held down? Dropping things like that is the definition of gravity. But yet we're also explained that gravity on this big ball earth that we're on, the ocean underneath is stuck in with that gravity. We don't fall off because gravity pulls us down. And so what gravity do you follow? But even more than that, mate, because according to current narrative, according to, uh, I'm going to give you reference points, George Musa, very famous astrophysicist, look into his work, people. Okay, he's of mainstream opinion, by the way. So if mainstream science since 1915 has said that there is no such force as gravity, then like Harry just said, what is holding everything to and bear in mind, people, if you subscribe to the current narrative, which if I'm not, by the way, everything we say is not coming from a, a patronizing standpoint at all. Look into everything we're saying as well. And if I ask to, if I explain words, it's not, it's, it's because when I started, I needed it explaining. Okay. I didn't even know what the heli heliocentric model was. That's the model you subscribe to. And just know you believe that there's people in Australia that are spinning round upside down at a thousand miles per hour currently, but there's no force according to science anymore since 1915 <laughs> that is holding them on. How does that work? And, and I'm going to quickly jump in as well. And there's going to be a few times where we have to backtrack just to, to get people thinking. When people say, oh, it's, it's science, though, it's scientifically proved. <laughs> this is the thing that always gets thrown at me on everything I look into. But scientific. My question is, can you show me the science? That, that's all I want to see, because 
I'm about finding truth and I don't like confrontation. I don't like wasting time and hours on things that I don't feel like I need to. But when I can't find out the answer, I have to keep looking. I can't, something inside me is like, no, I need to find out. So when people say, oh, it's scientifically proven throughout these conversations, that's the first thing I'm going to ask. If it is scientifically proven, can you show me the science or the research or the study to prove it? Because that's the one thing that I first went to. Oh, I'll find a science. I couldn't on many of these topics we're going to discuss. And now let me answer that from a so-called mainstream scientific approach. Someone like George Musa, which, by the way, I'm going to put in brackets before their science, pseudoscience which it is, look, define pseudoscience yourself. Okay, where to start, mate? <laughs> if, sticking on the subject of gravity for a second, because the reason, okay, actually, actually let's, let's bring something that you probably all do know about. Within the last three years, in the last three years, the position of the moon has changed and the reason we was told was they knew for years but it got lost in the i think it's called was it tri tri trilenomy de the data i forgot what it's called now but they knew for years but it got lost in the data okay uh, <laughs> and they just found out a few years ago that oh the moon is within earth's atmosphere now we might jump about a bit, but again, I want to punch because, Harry, we're going to have to put this video into parts, you know, because I've just, the amount of stuff that's going off now. No. It's simple because that's because, again, gravity is very, very important in all this because, trust me, your belief in gravity is, is preventing you from knowing just how freaking amazing you are and how, how amazing your kids are and how unique you are, how incredible you are, and the fact that there is never, ever going to be another one of you. You're not an accident. You created. How fucking amazing is that? So anyway, back to gravity. So if the moon is now, which again is fact, look it up. All of this stuff will give you reference points for. Go look at the changing of the position of the moon and how it was celebrated and people was clapping in NASA. Woo! Now look at the story we're told of how the only possible way they could calculate the moon the, the travel, the, the, the first trip to the moon was on the distance. That was how they had to calculate the amount of fuel they needed to get there and back was what we're told was pinpoint mathematics. <laughs> Side note, mathematics is a made-up human language, just so you know. It's made up. So if they've just found out in the last three years that the moon, and it worked, they've not moved it by a smidgen. <laughs> they've moved it by thousands of miles. Thousands of miles they've moved it by. How the fuck did they get to the moon? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be one of the main talking points as well, because all of these things, they, there's so within each topic, there's so much to go and dive in. So maybe today it'd be worth just asking a few questions on a number of the ones yeah, just to get people I thinking. Think so, because I've got to be wary of the school run as well. But honestly, mate, my juices are cold. There's yeah. all we've spoke about over the years is all flooding back, all of it. So yeah, I think and, that's a good idea. So actually, like, I've the moon landing. Go on, you crack off with one. Okay, so here's the one that I always ask people. How do you know that we're spinning? Like, how do you actually know that we're spinning? We've been told we're spinning, but how do you know? 
where where have you felt it where have you seen it where have you been shown it where have you been explained it like really think about that and <laughs> when you go and look to find out how we spin some numpty might come back oh you got pendulums i'm like what so a pendulum that's hanging from a ceiling proves that the whole world spins and that's how you know or oh, nasa nasa we just just touched on the moon landing if if you just take the time to pay some interest and do some research, and again, I'm not saying this in a, in a, in a cocky way because this is me. No, it is important. Just take the time, show some interest because some of these things sound so out there because someone else told you it was true. You won't even take the time to look at it because it's irrelevant. It's not important. But when you do look into it, it opens up the doors or gets you down a rabbit hole and you start becoming a lot more interested in everything in our lives, everything. That's, that's and where, and, and, the yeah. and, and but also you trust in yourself a lot more because now we have questions like, actually that don't seem right. And I've been following that person for a long time. Let me go and find out. And some of the people that we have been following and learning from over the years, you start to question that too. Well, next one. And I'm actually, I just thought, I just looked to my left and realised, now, on a <laughs> clear day, you're not going to be able to see this, but Harry, can, can you basically see the ocean? Yeah. Can you see the horizon line where the sky meets the sea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to touch on the horizon, I'll give you that one. But what I will okay. touch on is, on a clear day, where I live in Spain, I can see Africa. <laughs> now, why is that important, people? Because since the dawn of time and people started sticking sticks inside of Earth to, to measure how big Earth is, we've been told that for every mile you travel, there is an eight-inch per square mile drop which calculates the curvature of our planet. Right. <laughs> so you travel one mile. There's an eight-inch drop. You travel two. Go on Google. That, listen, I, I, this is all facts. This is this is their narrative. In fact, today, Harry, that's all we need to do. Just talk about their narrative, right? So every mile, so I travel one mile, eight inches. I travel two miles. Two times two is four. Four times eight is thirty-two. Thirty-two inches. I travel three miles. Three times three is nine. Nine times eight is seventy-two inches. How can I see Africa, Harry? <laughs> How is it even possible that I can see Africa on a day when it's like, when it's really sunny, it's funny, you can't see it. When it's slightly misty uh, and obviously there's not so much glare from the sun bouncing off the sea, we can see the beautiful outline of Morocco, which is the nearest part. Now, I challenge everyone. I live, you think I'm chatting shit people? I'll give you some homework to prove this and make the penny drop. I live in Costa del Sol. Okay, I live in put in Fuengarola on Google Maps, then put in Morocco <laughs> on Google Maps. And then it will obviously give you the distance. Go type into Google Earth Curve Calculator, which is what, like I said, this is mainstream narrative. This is mainstream science. This is what they teach our children. They'll tell you that that is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet below my eyeline, because of course we live on a ball, don't we, people? That's <laughs> on a 15 degree tilt, that's spinning at a thousand miles per hour. That's what we live on, right? So 
where and how can I see Africa? Now, if anyone comes back with a mirage, <laughs> a super looming one, yeah, that's been debunked and been completely destroyed as absolute bollocks thousands and thousands of times. And people, anyway, just think about that for a second, people. How can I, with my eyes, if I get my son's telescope, Okay, wait a sec, darling. If I... Okay, I'll put it back on for you. Come, let's go in as I'm talking. If I get my son's telescope, and I did this in England, I went down to Southampton, because um, we were living in uh, Wiltshire at the time, okay? And with a telescope, I could probably start seeing people in their flats <laughs> in Morocco from where I am. Now, <laughs> on, on the current narrative that people subscribe to, which is heliocentrism, that is absolutely impossible. Awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a key thing. You, you mentioned uh, the horizon, which I'll touch on next. And again, all this stuff, guys, is we're looking at what we've been told, narrative. We're not telling you what it is. We're telling you what we think it potentially could be. But we're telling you one million thousand percent what it's not. <laughs> because you can go and do all these different tests and, and, and experiences yourself to find that. So if you get that horizon out, um, yeah, or, yeah. So the horizon. This is one thing that we're always told is how we know that we live on a ball. Is well, you can see the boats go over the horizon. First of all, look how straight that horizon is. That's got to be at least a mile <laughs> on that side. Mate, you can see some. Can you see over there? You can also see it over there. The sea. Mm -hmm. But we only can see that far out, right? So that's our, our vision with our eyes. And then James said with a telescope, you can go in a bit closer. But that's all we can still see. There's still a lot more land mass there. However, we're told that, oh, it's a, a definitely a ball because you can see the boat go over the horizon. If you've got a telescope out and you followed that boat, you'd lose it from your uh, line of vision. Which is but then you get a perspective, which is only how far our eyes can see. You zoom in and that boat comes completely into full picture again. And one of the, the main things that people argue with is that. And I'm like, it just shows how indoctrinated you are by saying that without even thinking about it or just taking the time to look outside. There is no curve that you can physically see ever. Yeah, you can. I did a skydive. That's a GoPro camera. If you see it, it's a lens like that. The whole world is squashed into this little ball the size of your head. Yeah, but you can see it on the plane. I beg you, go and have a look again. Like, let me see. It's pretty much like that always. Well, mate, actually, a little fact check in there. So, Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you believe in this heliocentrism, he's your current Jesus in this whole globe model. Okay. He, he will tell you irrefutably look on youtube that you cannot see the curve until you're like two hundred thousand miles up when were you ever on a plane <laughs> that went 200 that's mainstream narrative as well that is the mainstream narrative so take your plane view back up your backside i'm sorry people you didn't no you didn't another thing with the horizon have you which ties into the moon landing right people define in your mainstream dictionary, what the horizon is, okay? It is, and look it up, an apparent position. Now, what does apparent mean? Not real, false, fake. It seems like it's over there. 
That's apparent. Now, why is that important? Because when the moon was hundreds of thousands and thousands of miles back where they said it was, to calculate distances, they use something called trigonometry. And guess what? From your standing point, <laughs> they shoot their mathematics to the horizon and a parent position, which means as soon as I take two steps forward, that apparent position has gone two steps further away. Why? Because it's fucking not there. It's an apparent position. But they use trigonometry to work out where the sun, the moon, and the stars are. So everything you've been told, again, prove us wrong, people. Prove it. This is, this is mainstream narrative. I'm telling you the stuff that you'll say, no, that ain't right. Yeah, but that's what you believe. You have to if you're in belief of heliocentrism, because that's the model they tell you. So everything, moon, stars, sun, distances, has been calculated using trigonometry, which again is a made up language, maths is made up. Yeah, two plus two is four, yeah. But apparently in maths you can go, yeah, but four minus five is minus one. How can you get minus one? Think about that for a minute. In anything reality, in reality, how can you ever get a minus? It's made up. So how can they tell you where the sun, the stars, and the moon is off in a position <laughs> they also tell you is apparent? It's not there. Well, let's talk about their distances then, because this is another thing, is the, the, the trigonometry and how they work it out. I'm like, okay, if they know how to work it out, can you show me how they work out that the sun is 93 million miles away? How, how they work that out? Trigonometry is three points to work out a distance. So... What technology, if you can show me, can they send out there to actually then work about 90? Who's been 93 million miles? Like literally, has anyone been there? And if a robot's been there, how did they get there? How did they know how to send the details into the robot to send it there to give us the information back? So that's one. The second one is these planets that are billions of light years away and they're so far away and there's more stars than there is grains of sand. Something we're told again, insignificance, right? If they're two billion light years away, <laughs> comprehend that. Two billion years, not light years, just two billion years. We've lived, I'm 33. That's a long time. <laughs> My life is kind of dragged out. But add a billion plus two billion <laughs> onto the top of that. <laughs> plus all this light stuff in between to say, oh, we've lost time. Like, can you see how confusing this is? Spirituality is, let's simplify it. That, my whole body's going, I don't know how to work it out. The numbers are confusing. That doesn't make sense. I feel stressed. If someone just said to me, oh, there are lights in the sky. We're not moving. This is what we feel. Uh, the moon's there. Like, it's, it's definitely not uh, 250,000 miles away. That sun is a light in the sky as well, which looks to be the same size of the moon. But no, it's, it's <laughs> further out, 2 million on a ratio difference. Like... These are just, again, James said these numbers, the numbers have been made to fill in the gaps. And if you look back at the distance of the sun, that's changed quite a lot over the last hundred years. Because... Which reminded me as well, again, of the bullshit with the numbers. People, do you know how many times over history the number of days in a year has changed? Think about that. Think about that for a second. Let that sink in. Go back through history and 
look at how many different times the number of days in a year has changed. Now, it, it should fuck your brain up, to be completely honest. <laughs> but when you're awake, and not sorry, I'm not saying that you, not when you're awake, that's the wrong way. But when you, if you Aware. strip it back to the simplicity of, of that, you just say, well, yeah, actually, that makes sense because it doesn't matter because time's not real. Yeah, time's not real. It's made mm. up. It's made what? up. And understand that. Resonate that with your soul. Let your ego stop your ego. Your ego right now is doing all this noise. Just listen. Be aware of it. But then strip it back to what Harry just said. If as a child, you hadn't been told anything, and you came out, you get to two, three years old where you're walking, you're starting to grasp concepts, and you looked around. Number one, you wouldn't think you're spinning at thousands and thousands <laughs> of miles per hour. You definitely wouldn't. You would look up at the sky and see, oh, yeah, Polaris is there every night with the same constellations, so we can't be traversing five million miles per hour across universes because we're seeing the same stars every night because in, in mainstream now, if we shouldn't be. You don't, hello, baby. Actually, Leah, do you feel, baby, do you feel like you're spinning now? No. You feel like you're spinning? <laughs> yeah. Do you really? Yeah. That's a brilliant line. Why do you feel like you're spinning? <laughs> Okay, okay, here's one for you. Look out at the sea. You see the sea? Yeah. Does it look like that's does it look like everything out there is spinning around? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it all wrong. She's been brainwashed. She's been brainwashed. <laughs> But this, this comes on to the next bit. Is <laughs> well, this comes to the education because this, like, again, we come back to where do you get your beliefs from? When did you get taught, taught this? This topic yeah. is very, 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 has a lot of questions and simple things which can't be explained. So what happens Magic. is, and I went around my friend's house to cut my hair. And he was like, Harry, look at the stuff there on the TV. It was a uh, BBC programme. And... Every single reference was space. Every single person was wearing national, every cartoon. So your kids, subconscious, don't know what's right or wrong, and now just sucking in this truth. I want to be a national. That looks really cool. They all float in. Everyone's in that. When we're an adult, when do you get taught, actually, how do we stay on this ball thing? How do people in Australia not fall off? Like, how are they actually upside down? But we're at the right way up. How? How? But as a kid, you're told that. And because yeah. as a kid, we don't have a conscious brain to question, that becomes so truth because it's repetitive, especially after these TV programs I saw, mate. It was, it was actually like insane. Yeah, we had All the kids started. We had a little wordy character which came down on the spaceship and taught us mathematics. <laughs> it's twisted when you think about it. Something I just want to mention on... Because, again, the, what I always hear, and it really is hilarious, yeah, but they've got the technology. So, again, all right, people, here's a question for you. What is the mainstream narrative as to why we've not been back to space? I'll answer <laughs> And this is official. They lost well, it. <laughs> they lost all the... It's, it's tr tr trigonometry data. I'm going to get that in a minute. They lost... And, by the way, they stated that the amount of data 
that it, it took to get to the moon. I can't remember how many times they said it went round the world. <laughs> That's right. So they said it was that much data, it went round the world, and they lost it. In fact, they didn't lose it. Some idiot pressed double print because they printed up. <laughs> that is the official line <laughs> that they tell you. And and when they went to so part B to the answer to that question is we no longer have the technology. That's the official line. We no longer have the technology. Now, the again, official narrative is they managed good old, was it Nixon who phoned? Yeah, <laughs> it, the, phone yeah, the only moon landings were when Nixon was president. With, with the mobile <laughs> data equivalent to 1G or something, something like that, wasn't it 1G or 2G? Oh, yeah, the, the actual technology was less than the PlayStation, like the, the original one, <laughs> PlayStation 2. <laughs> that is the official, official answer. Don't believe us. Just go and have a look. And the point is this. We're, I'm laughing about it. I'm not mocking. I'm laughing because my soul finds it so funny how I, for so many years, believe... In fact, do you know what? I didn't even believe it, Hazard. I just didn't pay it on mind. I just didn't. It was... And I remember... In, I do remember being in science in my school, Tom and them covering space. And there must have just been some inherent, oblivious shutdown. I just stopped going to science. It, I just remember thinking, I just, I remember thinking, this is like when my dad made to go to Sunday school. I've got to sit there and listen to these fairy tale stories, but be told them without any, you know, they don't let you question it either. If you, if you ask questions, I was very, I've looked back on, I'm honest about how I was as a kid at school. I, I, if I didn't, if some, if I didn't find something interesting, or if I questioned it and got shut down, I'd switch off. I'd just switch off, and then I was a bit of a tow rag. But I specifically remember in science, uh, my teacher, and I won't name and shame her, but I remember asking her questions about space and just, you know, just being told because that's just what it is, okay? And and just okay. and and you just when you think about that, it's, I mean, that's that's not teaching, that's preaching. That's the complete opposite of what a teacher's supposed to be doing. A teacher's supposed to be, like, with my kids, I try as much as possible to have a conversation whereby they use their brain and come back. And, yeah, sometimes in my egotistical world, I think, oh, that's, non that's a bit of a nonsensical answer, son. But then certain times I've thought about it, I thought, actually, that makes pretty good sense because you've looked at it from a, a non-egotistical standpoint as a kid where everything is innovation, which you're supposed to be doing. Yet you go to school and you get told, sit down in front of someone else. You're now a minor. This person's your major. Again, it all goes back to how it's the insignificance. It all goes mm -hmm. back to the Big Bang. It's, it's basically telling you, you've got no meaning. Now you look yeah. at your child in their eyes and you tell me, that that's an accident, that that child's got no meaning. Because you, oh, no, it's got meaning to me. Yeah, but you're told you ain't got no meaning. Nor is your dad, nor is your... You are all one big fart in space. Mm -hmm. and, and, and space as well, the, just the concept of it. Because people always like, what's at the edge of the earth then? I'm like, what's at the edge of space? That, that to comprehend, is quite mind-blowing. Think about the earth. Imagine I'm sitting right on the top of Iceland. Like, I'm literally sitting 
and I'm in space and I'm looking up. <laughs> What's up there? <laughs> what, what, what is up there going above me? I've never been shown that. I've been shown all these planets this way, but what's up there? What's, what's down there at the bottom? If I look down and just keep going, because space is got this big thing. What's down there as well? Is there an edge? Do we fall off it? Like, <laughs> do we get lost in all these black holes that we're told? And I'm going to say, this is the one that I get people. And again, you can't argue it. Okay. Use your logical brain, right? So we're shown pretty much on the photos. This is the Earth. Let's say it's a circle. We can see the whole Earth, right? Oh, no, apparently now it's oblique. It's oblique. oblique. Yeah. It's one like a pair. It's like a pair. <laughs> Thicker in the middle. <laughs> but look at this then. So this is the Earth. And let's just say we're, we're working on a replica model here. So we can all agree that Australia is there. And I can see the whole thing. So, James, if you had your telescope now, and it was the technology, because there's a lot of technology we've got, and they, they can send things two billion light years away to give us an image. And take so James, pictures, yeah. And yeah, take yeah. pictures and send them back to us. Yeah. So, James, you're, you're sitting on Mars now, and you can see the whole Earth. Look, there it is. So you've got your super, super duper telescope. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to zoom in to Australia. You're just going to keep zooming in. You're going to keep zooming in. Until you can see people. All the people standing upside down. Well, apparently you, so. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So where's the image of that first? So let's take the same logic because you're like, no, there's perspective. Okay, cool. So we're going to look at it from a broad perspective again. Imagine we've got James standing in Iceland and I'm at Australia. And we both send up a hot air balloon at the same time. And remember, we can see from Mars, we can see everything. So the hot air balloons, do they go like that? <laughs> <laughs> and if they go like that, that means that hot air balloon's upside down because I can see, I can see the whole thing. So how's that work? Like, uh, mate, like you said, why wouldn't they? Bearing in mind how we now live in a day and age where they take pictures for, uh, for, um, <laughs> of astronauts in space, why wouldn't there be a constant feed? Because millions of people, I'd be one of them. I, but listen, I'd be happy. If I'm wrong on this, because I've looked to be wrong on this, and I can't find where I'm wrong. Oh. Actually, it's not me. It's not I'm wrong. It's the what what reality I'm experiencing. If that's wrong, then I'm happy to hold my hands up. Because why wouldn't they, like you said, at this in this day and age, why wouldn't there be TikTok videos of people in Australia upside down <laughs> giving it some like mate, they would be number one hits all over, yeah, like, all over the plane. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you mentioned hot air balloons because, again, people, okay, there's there's certain things we, we, we're talking about, which, again, is even hard for us to demonstrate an alternative, which is not really, the, the, the emphasis isn't really on us to prove our side. The emphasis is on the narrative for them to prove their side. But anyway, here's something that is factual and you can, you can do yourself with a balloon. Gas has a law. There is a law to gas that can't be manipulated, it can't be changed, it can't be broken. Now, gas, yes, takes different forms, but in its gaseous form, mist form, smoke form, whatever you want to call it, in its gaseous form, the law of gas is simple. Gas will fill the available space. So it doesn't matter what direction it goes. As soon as you pump a bit of gas into anything, it just disperses in all directions 
all of the time, and it will do for infinity until, until there is some form of containment for it to bounce back off. Think of a balloon, think of a hot air balloon like Harry just gave a good example of. Now, why is that relevant, people? So, space is the biggest infinite vacuum, I believe, something like to the minus 17 tor vacuum. So it is, there's no bigger vacuum than space. You couldn't even imagine it. Oh, galaxies are being vacuumed through the universe. All right, cool. That's fair enough. What do they say about Earth? Earth is an open system, heliocentric, a gas ball. How the fuck, how on God's green plane can we, and it's not just Earth, the sun is a big ball of gas as well. What is stopping us? Well, the oxygen, we breathe oxygen. That's what keeps us alive. Oxygen is gas. Everything about our existence revolves around gas because we have to breathe. What is keeping the oxygen on this plane from just shooting up into space into all different directions? Because that's a law. That's a law. That's not a theory. Gravity is a theory, interestingly enough. That's a theory. But this is a law. How can the gas that we breathe on a daily basis, billions and billions and billions of people all over the world, be contained on this plane when on a cold day you can just do this? What way does it go? It goes up. But does it go up and you can stop and, and prevent you from breathing? No, there's always gas. How is that possible when we're told we live in an open system? Next to, with no barrier, the biggest, most powerful, infinite vacuum ever created. <laughs> and carry on with the vacuum and gravity and stuff. Let's take, let's take, uh, okay, so this is how I think sometimes, just to get your logic working, we have to give a, a real life scenario. So let's take, you've got the candle and then you've got a lid on top of the candle, right? So we light the lid. Then we put the candle on top, which stops any more oxygen getting to this light. What happens to the candle flame? James, what would happen oh, to the, if I put the lid on down. top of the candle, go down, right? If I kept that lid on, could I relight that candle? No. Okay, so let's take that analysis. It's impossible to get ignition because there's no oxygen, right? So when we're in space, there's no oxygen. We've been told that it's gravity. So when we're on the moon, right? If we're taking all the oxygen out, like we're in this container of vacuum gas or non-gas, how do I ignite my rocket to take back off to land back to Earth? If there's no oxygen to light that match, we've just explained that if there's no oxygen, I can't get fire. I can't get ignition fuel to go and send me up. How do you explain that? And these are the things, is all this stuff, again, like James said, we're not preaching. We're not telling you what it is. We're just asking you questions. Can you explain that to me? Yeah. And if you, you know, great, it? can you show me? Like, not, not, <laughs> which we've received all our life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, the ridicule we've both had over the years. And it's interesting. Yeah, I might get passionate. I'm just playing a bit of a role in this now. But as you know, Harry, now when, when I talk about this stuff with people, uh, and, and I often try not to, because like you said, you get met with aggression over this, is I always start by just asking them, okay, no problem. 
can we make sure we define our terms of what we're talking about then? So what you subscribe to is that we're on a spinning ball going over a thousand miles per hour at the spin at the equator. So, you know, 800 miles per hour, or 700 miles per hour, depending where you are. We're on a 15 degree tilt on an axis. Okay. We've got people that are stuck to the bottom of the planet <laughs> aren't spinning off, but there's absolutely no force that's holding them there because Newtonian gravity and just to touch on Newton, shout out to Newton. Look at his actual transcripts. He said, don't attribute this theory to me. It's basically, this isn't verbatim, but it's just basically an idea I had. That's it. And there's a book, which I can't remember. And there's two books, one of about 200 scientists from Newtonian's period. And then the next book is about 200 from Einsteinian's period, where they both say this is absolute complete nonsense and there's nothing to actually no scientific evidence and actually we should have touched on this at the beginning to be a scientific fact there's a stringent science method of scientific experimentation it has to follow every time for it then to be classed as fact because the, the point of science is to try and prove itself wrong anyway so there's a to quickly touch on that so basically there has to be a hypothesis Okay, so there's an observation. Initially, it all starts from, and this is true science. Please look it up, because true science is natural science. Guess what, people? Technology isn't science. Cosmology is not science. Any other ologies, they're not science. There's only one science. It's natural science. Nature's science. That's science of the Earth. Okay, now, for it to be classed as a fact, you make an observation of a natural phenomenon. Okay, you then hypothesize on what it is you've seen, to then go on to try and prove your hypothesis with an independent, a dependent, and a controlled variable. If you haven't got those, then it's not a scientific experiment. It just physically, on no stretch, can be. Impossible. So you tell me how they manage to weigh the world and tell us how much it, how much it weighs. How they do that, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing as well. Like inside the earth, well, we've got uh, all molten lava and molten rock and stuff. Have you actually checked to see how far we drilled down? It's like 12 and a half miles or something. It's the oh, yeah, I thought it was seven and a half. Is it 12 and a half? Yeah, I 12 and a half, half, I think, in Russia or something they've gone. So... The core of the earth that we're told has got all this molten lava and there's all these different layers. We're literally using that because of volcanoes as our truth. But we've never actually gone far down enough to see it. We've got all these images that were shown, CGI, cartoons, but there's no proof to show that back these up. Space, if you look at any of the NASA launches, um, Elon Musk, who's a fraud as well, who sent that car up in space. Just go and have a look at that, actually. The journey of the car, they send it off, and apparently it's going to go around the world, and 84 years it's going to come back, and it's going to be in the same condition, this metal in space that's right next to the sun that hasn't been melted at all. <laughs> like, think about it. Where is that car gone, by the way? Like, are they tracking it? You've got a live camera on it? <laughs> it's just yeah, I heard it, it was at Dartford, Dartford Gap <laughs> with Ali and the boys. They're doing some work on it. <laughs> but but it, it this is the thing. We laugh, we laugh all the time because when you look at the, the laughing for me is how I was fooled. Yeah. How I didn't be able to question it. And no one could answer it for me. If Guys, this is what we've been born into as fact, as truth so if it is 
you should be able to show me plenty of evidence of it. Here's another one for you. Type in the blue marble. The only real photo that they say was 1976, this whole earth. It's a good looking photo, looks fake as fuck, but good looking photo. If that's the blue marble, and we're told we've got all these satellites flying around of us, all, all this junk rubbish and all the debris thousands in that. Of well, Harry, thousands of it. Thousands you can type that. Type in satellites orbiting Earth, and NASA sends you this photo with all these satellites around it. So we take that. Now look at these photos of Earth, which you see a perfect blue, cloudy, green land. Where's the satellites? They've got the whole Earth there. Where's all the things going across it? Where? To go that far back to take a clear photo, there'd be things in the way. If I look up there and I spend all day looking up there, I'll see, I'll see a plane go up there. I'll see different things change. But in this photo, not one thing in this whole earth is going past, <laughs> not one. <laughs> oh, so there's, there's, there's loads to this. And I, I, and I think it's, it's the, again, coming back to let go of your ego because you can quite easily say, well, that's not true. This is what they're, show me. Just go and show me that I'm really open to watching things. But what I tell you that I won't watch is something you go, well, the moon's phases and, blah, blah, and that proves, I'm like, that doesn't prove anything. Like it doesn't prove if we're flat or spinning or whatever. It's just a, like a made up. Let's go back to the simple questions. How do we spin? How do you prove gravity? How can you show me the curve of the horizon? Like the moon landing, prove that we went there. Let's answer them questions. Let's, let's forget about that the uh, Coriolis effect and that proves that the water spin oh, down the direction. Don't, no, actually, yeah, do you know what? Thank you very much. Coriolis. People, do you know what Coriolis is? Because again, these these things and, and just to quickly to chip this in at this point, the point of this video for me is just how once I had to unwire and untrain my brain, my ego took a kick in on this one because it is, I, I would realize how fooled I was. But the beauty of that lesson was, this is what made me want to become a soul coach. This is what made me want to be spiritual is finding this truth because what this truth does, it, like I said, for me, it took me back to realizing that and being okay with, do you know what, James? Your daughter is a perfect example of creation. James, so are you, Harry, so are you. And being all right, it makes you realize that you are special. That's not egotistical. I appreciate knowing that I'm part of creation. I am created in God, Allah, whatever you want to call it, image. Yeah, that's, do you know what? It makes me, all my family, and everybody else on this plane, make me, it makes me just think how amazing you all are, we all are. Okay, so that's the point of this, first and foremost. Coriolis, okay, Coriolis. Again, you're Jesus. Your current Einstein is Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's, it's been removed, but you can still get this on YouTube. So, I can't remember it. Let's say it was the Dodgers and the Packers. The Dodgers and the Packers are in the NFL final. The whole of America is watching this game. And there was a famous tweet that went out. That in the light, it was one of them ones, like, just an incredible last kick of the game. This guy boots this ball and um the re and obviously gets touched down or not whatever it is the goal whatever it is shouldn't be called football you're using your hands people football's english <laughs> anyway neil degrasse tyson pops up and he's got millions of followers and says yeah the reason that that ball crossed over the the goalpost was because of coriolis so what coriolis is people this is what we're told is 
The earth is spinning below us. Okay, so then you've got a reference frame. You've got an, uh, an, an, an inertia, inertia reference frame. You've got two reference frames. So the reason that that ball traveled further is because underneath the, okay, let's say that the earth is spinning this way, that way around. I think it's east, it's east to west. No, it's west to east that the earth spins. So it's spinning that way around. The ball is going that way. And Harry, this should be leading you on to another point after the football example. So because the earth is spinning underneath the ball, the ball had enough power to go the, the distance it did because the earth was spinning underneath. That is a very layman's example of Coriolis. Okay. And this is fact. Look it up. Define Coriolis. Okay. This is this is what we're told that this is how snipers make their two-mile shots. And guess what? There are hundreds of snipers online that will tell you we don't use Coriolis for shit. <laughs> There's no such thing as Coriolis. Okay. Also, aviators, pilots. You can find this online. Pilots are taught to fly a plane on a non-moving surface. What? What? Look it up. Navigation is on a flat navigation. It's there's no curve to get to Ireland from UK. You don't have to do this. It's all on a flat map. So it, 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 it it's nonsense, really, when we think about the things that you can just Mate, work touch out on the plane. Touch on the plane, Harry. Cover our line drop perfectly. With which part? Like, like you know. So oh, obviously, obviously we've yeah. Been, so. Yeah, so another thing that uh, you can prove quite easily that we can't be on a spinning globe is there's certain flight uh, directions. If you used to look at the map, it would make sense. Let's take uh, South Africa and South America. It looks quite close on here, right? And you just get a straight flight there. But there's no flight <laughs> that goes there all in the time. We have to go into like Dubai and then go all the way over back down again. On the map, it's like... On a, on a flat looking map, it literally goes to the midpoint, which is the check in, then out again. And you can follow flight maps. If you look on the map that we're showing, where you've got it all here in front, all the planes seem to go into the middle. They don't just go across to the, the shortest destination, which by trigonometry, you could work out, actually, that makes more sense going there. That's safe fuel. That'd be good for climate change. That would get more people be flying, but that doesn't happen. Doesn't make any sense. It does. Mate, oh. sorry, I'm so I've just seen the time has. I've got to get Leo. Okay. One last <laughs> thing on this, mate. This is what I mean. We could, this is just a part one, people. This is just a teaser. One other thing, just on and I, I want to. This is what is my leaving point. And Harry, please, you wrap up after. But with the planes, okay. So the Earth, you know, people, because your ego tells you we're spinning west to east at five. Let's just say it's five hundred miles per hour, right? So when you're flying from west to east. Let's say from the west coast of America to the east coast of America, yeah? Obviously, you're flying with the spin of the Earth. Now, according to Coriolis, obviously, we're, we're flying within the same direction. So, of course, the speed of the plane is matching the speed of the Earth. Now, hold on a minute. When we fly back the other way against the spin of the Earth, why does it not take half the time? To get to the destination, think about it. 
If you're spinning one way and you're going with a spin, yeah, Jamaica's spinning away from me. So, all right, cool, I've got to catch up with Jamaica. But hold on, now I'm coming back. Jamaica's coming to me. Why isn't it not taking a fraction of the time to get to the destination? You show me any example of anything spinning where you go one way and it takes a certain amount of time and you go the other way and it takes the same amount of time. How can that be possible? How can it be possible? As I've got to go, mate. Mate, I've loved Well, let's it. simplify that last one on the plane as well. We always go east to west, west to east, but we never go from north underneath to south, ever. Like, you never see these routes going over your top. But yeah, that would make more sense from just an energy efficient point because we, we do a lot for our earth, didn't we? <laughs> but, but this again, this keeps coming back to spirituality for me because it's finding out the truth. It's, it's now, and the thing is you get more interested in everything we're told and now you're now paying attention, which then leads you into more history, that leads you into more people you connect with, to more uh, teachings and the Aborigines and all the indigenous ways of life we're now finding out about. And that's the journey that we've been on. So you need part two, I gotta go. You're killing it, Abby, you're killing it, I'm a fan. <laughs> Let's talk health.